What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Beautifully Resilient Podcast. This is your girl, Tia Becca. So today I want to talk about living. It's a word so easily spoken, but not many of us truly live. And what inspired this episode is a couple of things. You know, I find myself constantly having to take social media breaks you know because of the news of violence or someone a a you know public figure passing away and it's all triggering for me um not a lot of people know this but recently I lost two of the closest people that you know and that that I could have ever imagined losing unexpectedly and well three actually and it was all within a year's time so during a pandemic I lost my grandfather who raised me as his own child so he was like a father to me then I lost my mom and then I lost my children's father and um I'm healing you know and it's a process some days it's cool and then the other days are you know tough where I cry but it's a healing process it's all a part of the process and more than anything I find myself learning one of the most viable lessons I could have ever asked for in 36 years of living and that's appreciating time and truly living And each of the deaths, with the exception of my father, you know, my mother and my children's father, it was an unexpected um, passing. And I did two things, you know, after getting over the shock. I started taking better care of myself in terms of health. Even more than I was before. Many people know me as, you know, I like to work out. I like to eat healthy. But I really started taking my health serious. And then I started being mindful about my time. And actually examining the way I was living, you know. Um, Before my mom passed, um, we had a beautiful relationship which is something that I'm very thankful for because I mourn with peace instead of guilt. Because in the past, uh, my mother and I didn't have the best relationship. But before her passing, you know, I was urged to repair my relationship with my mother. And I'm so glad I did. So we had a great relationship before she passed, which was hurtful. Because we had plans. And I found myself. Wishing that I had more time. That we had more time to live together. Because I had made her promises. And I started beating myself up with a little bit of guilt. Because it's like okay well. You know when I made her these promises. I could have acted on them quicker. You know I could have been more relentless with my goals so that I can or I could um fulfill these promises to her and it made me make a promise to myself to start living even in the midst of the heavy mourning I experienced 
Sorry, I had to get that lump out my throat. But I don't speak about this publicly often. So this was my a first my first attempt. But I made a decision to live, y'all. I remember when my mom first died. And and I had experienced back-to-back losses of people I love. And I remember some of the closest people next to me. I felt as if they, their eyes, their eyes spoke pity without their mouth saying it. And I think feel like many people close to me expected me to crumble in a depression and I can't say that I didn't expect that from myself but the only thing I held on to is that my mom loved her kids And she was 55 years young. And she would want to live. If she had the opportunity. If God said I can take you now. Or you can get up. And you can live. Each day forward. You live your life. My mom would have got up to live. If not for herself. For her children. So, I chose to mourn in a healthy way. Don't suppress it. If if the wave of emotions come, I let them come. But I decided to live. No depression. No wasting time. No being lazy. No being a victim to distractions. Like too much time wasting time on social media. I don't gossip. I live, I choose to live and experience life, experience nature, experience traveling, knowing what it is to know myself because the only way you can live and experience life and truly live is if you know yourself and that's a process. So in this process of deciding to be depressed from mourning and and I didn't even have you know grief it wasn't just grief of losing loved ones that was kind of uh weighing on my shoulders but it was the entire pandemic I mean that last year in the pandemic in the beginning of this year was a time that was so dark if I did not have the light of God like in my mind's eye I don't know what, where I would be, but this season has taught me so much, so many lessons about living, guys. Living is a choice, and so much of us, so many of us, we're living, we're not even living, we're stuck in this machine, that's influenced by the culture that that is owned by really social media we're so detached from 
what matters in life and what truly gives a true living experience that most of us don't even realize we're not living we're stuck in these manic depressions depressions uh, depression is at an all-time high because of the system that we're stuck in we li- we live in a system to where we can't live happily because we're com- we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and when you compare yourself that's indicative of not knowing yourself so we're comparing ourselves to others comparing ourselves to what others have and what we don't have we're constantly on this rat race to live and to to be greedy and have excess um we that's our goal excess of everything we want excessive clothes excessive shoes excessive bags excessive food excessive money we want everything in excess and that's our goal and that's our our ideal of living i our ideal of being perfect until we have no time left that's what we spend our time chasing and and this this is this valuable lesson i learned during this time of teaching i never like to claim a bad time i never like to claim you know hardships this is a time of teaching when life was the teacher god was the teacher and i needed to be the student i was able to open my eyes and my biggest goal through any of this was a not to fall into a deep depression and b not to ever be a victim or not to fill myself with so much self-pity that I forget to live because I'm identifying with the poor me side instead of no life happens but life is always and will always be beautiful if you can appreciate the essence find your purpose these are things i tell myself every single day find your purpose and i honestly feel as if i haven't found my purpose a i'll be honest but the pursuit of unlocking passions and finding purpose is also a form of living because I'm tapping into something deeper than pain, deeper than depression, deeper than the uh, materials that drives us in this world. I'm tapping into a place so pure that now my actions, without even thinking, without even trying, my actions causes me to live because I'm in a pursuit of something and so I'm grateful for that every time I want to cry I look at how much I've changed I looked at I look at how much my heart have changed and then I even find purpose in the loss of my loved ones and some in 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 a sense a sense of gratitude because had I not experienced this kind of pain I honestly feel like I would still be the same so
So I made this podcast because sometimes I think even when I experience my waves of emotion, or I made this podcast episode, I'm sorry, when I have my waves of emotions, sometimes sadness can hit me so hard. I can see why it's really hard to get up and keep going. I can see why it's easier to say you need to get up and start living. It's easier for me to say get up. Get up. Rather than (laughs) me actually getting up or you actually getting up. I can see why. When those heavy waves of emotion crash into me and I feel paralyzed with pain. I feel sorry for people who are not strong enough to overcome whatever darkness they're facing. And even in those moments, I'm filled with gratitude because I I, I thank our creator. Thank you for making me strong mentally, spiritually, and emotionally because there are many people who are not. There are many people who are not living. They don't know they're not living. They're just existing. There are many people who who don't they don't even know that they're in a depression and, and that they're not living. Many people who don't know that overeating is a symptom of depression, but they're depressed and, and they're just doing the mundane things, the things that they have to do to keep their head above water. There's people who doesn't know who don't know that spending most of the time in the bed is a sign of depression, but they are getting up and going to work when they need to so they don't realize the space that they're in and there's people who don't realize that you know sometimes the things that they do that may seem as if they have bad character you know the flakiness the the not showing up for friends and family and 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 the reflections of bad character doesn't always mean that they're a bad person but they're in a low point of their lives they're not living they're depressed so if you're not at your best you cannot present present the best person you can't present who you truly are and there's many people who live life existing this way and they don't realize that they're not living and it makes me sad often because I've been there before and it took this tremendous amount of pain to jolt jolt, you know give me a jolt that woke me up it took taking some things from me in order for me to appreciate life something that's not guaranteed but we take for granted So if you're not living, if you're going through depression, if you're going through a dark time, here are some of the things that help me. I First, I try to get up at 5 o'clock every day. That's just a habit I do. One being that for some reason laying in that bed will keep you down. Oh, it will have you in a chokehold and you will just be existing the longer you lay in that bed. I like to get up at 5 a.m. and I like to meditate. I like to pray at 5 a.m. 
and then I like to read. A lot of people know that I'm into crypto and the crypto world is fast. It changes so swiftly. So I like to read early in the morning about crypto, about the world news. And then I read anything inspirational. And then I work since I I create content and I work for myself. And um, I'm constantly looking to be inspired and inspire other people. I work. I own an online store. So if I work up, wake up at 5 a.m., I'm able to get a massive amount of work done by 11 a.m. And then I work out. I spend time with family. I also journal during this time. You don't have to, you know, have the same timeline as me, but this is what I do throughout my day. I also make sure that I connect with nature. And this is a, a quick side story. During the time when I was grieving, I was hiking up a mountain and I had been to this particular mountain maybe five times and each time I noticed the same little Asian lady each time but when the in every time the direction we were going was the same she's coming down the mountain I'm coming up the mountain so she stopped me one day and she says you're gonna be okay just keep connecting I didn't really get what she said until I seen her the second time I mean the sixth time I'm sorry so the sixth time um I finally asked her because one thing I should know she's always barefooted hiking she she has no shoes on not barefooted I'm sorry she's always bare feet when she's going up and down this mountain six miles no no shoes on and I asked her finally, I asked, I said, ma'am, why do you hike with no shoes on? And she told me that nature, the universe and nature hold knowledge and wisdom that we seek. And that was her way of connecting. She says, this mountain has been here thousands of years before me. So this is my way of staying rooted because we can get so lost in the world. I want to stay connected with what matters. And I kind of study that statement often because she says, and this is how I know you'll be okay. Even with all the sadness in your eyes. And it was nothing else to the conversation, but it taught me so many lessons. And that lesson is that nature heals, right? If you're going through any type of depression, you have to get out that house. You have to open them blinds. And that's the first step of living. Connect with sunshine. There's something so healing about that sun shining. And you have to connect Beyond getting up and going to the store, beyond getting up and going to work, you spend your personal time and you go outside and you walk. Another thing you don't want to do is when you first wake up in the morning, do not grab your phone, don't grab any social media or anything like this. Because you may not notice because this is how we exist. We exist with these habits that are damaging and we don't haven't realized how much harm it's causing. But you grab your phone 
and you think you're just looking at what's going on but you see things that seem so much more beautiful than your current the current state of your life you see people who seem to have no problems at all and not with without even realizing it you compare yourself and you start feeling down on the inside because your life isn't what you're viewing so when you wake up in the morning do not grab your phone don't touch it you work on your goals and I also write a to-do list so before I go to bed I have my to-do list when I wake up in the morning I check that to-do list and I hot and I add to it or take away throughout the day and then I work out my workout and, and connecting with nature is the same I try to hike I try to rollerblade outside I try to ride bikes and the last thing I do to truly live is I give I give during my darkest during some the most saddest time in my life where it would seem that a person wouldn't have any love to give I try to give love to everyone I see a homeless person I try to give I see someone need help or you know if they look safe they need a ride I help an elderly person need help with their groceries I help I see someone down I try to lift them up I give without expecting anything I give I give and I give and that giving and that truly loving that that's a part that's that's a rule to living that's almost like a universal a cosmic rule is give and love freely which we don't do enough of it like there's so many people in this world with an excess of everything and forget to give forget to help forget to have a sense of selflessness but when you can give even when it seems like it doesn't always have to be monetary but when you can give especially if you give something that you don't have much of Things start lit. Things start picking up for you. That's how you know you're truly living. I found that to be the best piece of medicine for me. You know, I have a sister who, during this time, um, you know, I have some of my siblings are handling my mom's death worse than I am, and one sibling. She uh needs medication now. She said, you know, I finally went to go see a doctor. I'm going to take meds for, you know, anxiety and a list of other mental ailments. And, you know, I, I, I kind of barked off my list of what I do to help. And she said, I mean, to help me. And she says, you know, that's not working for me. I've tried those things. And I commend my sister for, um for seeking help because we all know that depression can be too heavy so I would rather her seek help than to choose an alternative that will you know leave her no longer with us so I'm thankful for that but one thing I noticed that my sister's pain was so deep that she wants to feel better right now So what I would say is that these habits, you have to be consistent with them. You can't, you can't do them one day and feel as if they're going to heal you the next day. Just with consistency. Working out, 
waking up early, getting out that bed and not getting back in that bed. And also being on the pursuit of your purpose and your passions every day. I feel like my actions are pointing towards my purpose every day. These things, these new habits that I've developed, which resulted from pain, is the epitome of turning pain into purpose. Because I'm a better person and I am living. In fact, I look back even two years from a two, even on two years ago. And I'm like, gross, who is that? <laughs> or I'm so shameful of who I was or, I, or I'm, you know, of the, the things I didn't know, the things I didn't find important or, you know, even embarrassed and ashamed on what I thought was important. And this stage in my life is called living. Finally, turning pain into purpose. It's the most definitive example of resilience that I've ever personally experienced. It's stories of some more things I went through to add to these hardships. But my point is I decided to live instead of fold. I decided to live above the noise instead of existing and being a part of the noise I make my money in this social media world I make an income and it was a time where I'm trying to figure out the formula I'm so I I delve so deep into the world that I wanted to mimic the and it, it, what I felt the blueprint of success to this, you know, social media, not just social media, but just the culture in general. And I feel like that was during a time I lost sense of self. I even tell some people like, yo, I got a little dumber, like not living. I got a little dumber, you know, trying to fit into this world, shrinking myself was so damaging that it took more work to not just get to who I was or who I need to be, but to also reverse all the damage that had been caused by trying to fit in. So now I'm proud of myself because I found a way to you know, make my money in this culture while not being a part of it by appealing to my community, meaning the people I'm supposed to reach out to, the people I'm supposed to touch and being confident to know or to accept that if I what I put out, who I am, The things I believe in, if it does not resonate with this group of people or with this person, then they're not my people. They're not my community. They're not the part of my, you know, they're not what I would consider a part of the living, my definition of living. 
So I hope this episode inspired some of you all to live, to get up, and to know that yes, messed up things happen. And sometimes they happen to good people. And sometimes they happen because of our actions. I truly believe that. You know, a lot of the things that's happened to me, I say, oh, if I could have handled this better, if this was my fault, I totally, I love taking accountability. I can't help the losses I've, I've experienced in terms of losing my loved ones. But, you know, other things that has nothing to do with the mourning of a loved one. I always take accountability because I'm always examining on how I could have, you know, been more responsible, handled the situation better, made better choices. I'm constantly taking accountability. So that also helps me to make better choices in the future. And that's what that's also a rule to living like you have to take accountability I hope this episode inspired whoever needs it. I love you all. Get busy living. Make sure you share. Make sure you comment. And I'll answer whatever questions you all need me to answer. Thank you so much. This is Beautifully Resilient Podcast. Sorry about that. Beautifully Resilient Podcast. This is your girl Tia Becca. Until next week, have a happy Sunday.